Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscaping professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of four best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, The Lawn Care Advantage, Winning Strategies for a Thriving Landscaping Business, available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Now, here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey guys, welcome to today's podcast. Our special guest is up in Canada where it's frigid cold and uh, he does painting, uh, house washing, as well as Christmas lights. What's up, David Moorman? Thanks for having me on, Paul. I'm excited for our chat. Yeah, so our cross of our paths have been crossing uh, out in Las Vegas. You were on uh, and actually just listened to it this morning, uh, the Masters of Home Service podcast. Uh, you had a phenomenal episode with Adam Sylvester and Chase Denson. That was enjoyable to listen to. And then you had me on your program. So uh, now we're going to introduce you to lawn care uh, folks. Sweet, man. Let's do it. I'm excited. Yeah. And these uh, principles, David, they whether you're painting a house or you're cleaning the house or you're putting up Christmas lights or, you know, most folks who listen to my show, cut that grass and make that cash. These principles transcend these industries, you know, within the home service uh, based businesses. So give us a little story of, of what got you into uh, being an entrepreneur. Yeah, man. Uh, we'd have to fast forward it, Paul. 15 years ago, I was doing a business degree in school. Uh, I was playing, I went to actually college on a soccer scholarship. So I was playing high level soccer. I got two bumps to the head uh, within the space of a month. And uh, this, the head specialist said, Dave, I hate to tell you, but you can't play soccer anymore. And uh, as, a, as a kid, teenager, that's like all, it was a big part of my identity. So Ended up uh, in, in bed rest for a month. And once I was off that, um, I bumped into a campus recruiter at my business school. And the, I still remember Paul is like the CD-ROM at the time, it's like <laughs> old school 2009. He said, run your own painting business, make 20 grand in the summer. And I thought, man, that's really intriguing for me because I'm learning about this business in a classroom. Um, but maybe I could make some money and actually learn how to run a business. So I signed up that week. I went through their interview process and uh, I was in business. I bought a $2,500 Mazda pickup and uh, was off to the races painting houses. So I uh, really learned there, Paul, the school of hard knocks. I learned how to run a business outside of business school. Um, did not make 20 grand. Uh, that was going to be my next question. Oh, it, it was tough, man. I lost 15 pounds. Um, I'd never heard of delegating or hiring. So it's just, Dave's going to do everything. I ended up doing 52,000 of top line sales, but the listeners of your show know that that doesn't mean it's 52 grand in Dave's pocket. So I think I made like probably about 10 grand. It was like, barely enough to come back. And I called my regional manager at the time. I said, man, I'm, I'm done with this. And he's like, Dave, you got to come back for a second year. It, it will get better. I promise you. And he kind of convinced me. So I came back for a second year and then it started getting better, man. And then I was learning how to actually hire, how to job cost my jobs, how to be more efficient. And so it was that four year period from 2009 to 2012 that I really learned the ins and outs of like how a trades business works. And I was doing it on a really micro level as a student painter. 
Okay. So now 2009, 2012, are you still yep. painting today or has that transitioned to the house washing and the yeah. um, Christmas lights? Yeah, man. So I ended up, um, uh, I wanted to stay in painting until I could make enough money to get into real estate. So it mm. took me four years to do that. I saved up 42 grand and I bought my first condo. The only thing I didn't think through, man, I bought my first condo, but then I had a mortgage payment. I'm like, man, how am I going to keep making money? So I ended up buying a professional painting franchise that I ran from 2013 all the way up, man, to 2019. But I'll sum it up with the problem what that was. I grew that to about $500,000 and I started paying what's called a royalty fee. Anyone mm. who's in franchising will know there's a dreaded thing if you're on the franchisee side called a royalty fee. And so my fees, Paul, got up over $50,000 I was paying. Man. And I called the franchisor. I said, you know what's good for business. I know what's good for business. Why don't we change my fee structure? They said, thanks, but no thanks. You're stuck. I said, all right, what are my options? I said, what if I go start a washing and Christmas light business? They said, go ahead, but you sign this agreement. You can't touch a paintbrush for two years. So wow. in 2016, man, I started making my exit out of the painting world and said, keep your royalty fees. I'm, I'm going to go do exactly what I did with the painting business, but this time I'm going to build my own brand. So Revive Services was born in 2016. Did not touch a paintbrush man till last year. So I actually waited an extra year uh, out of my non-compete. Now we've added painting back in and we're a holistic uh, home service company now doing house washing, painting and Christmas lights. So um, Revival turned seven years old uh, this next year, which is just crazy to think about. Wow. And I saw I, maybe on uh, somewhere on the internet that you guys do 70000 a month in uh, top line across all those services. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. We're about 70. Um, bigger months will be 100 and 110,000. Uh, and then January, February here in, in Canada, man, will be low, you know, 20,000 a month, maybe just to keep our lights on and keep the bills paid. But yeah, it's about a 70K a month running business, um, two managers in place, five technicians. So it is like a tight, lean, you know, eight person company right now. And then at what point did you get into helping other entrepreneurs and, and coaching and things of that nature? Yeah, man. So 2020, our country locked down. We had really um, severe restrictions here around uh, um, the virus here in Canada. So I was sitting at home, man, and people were DMing me on Instagram at the time saying, can I get on a Zoom call with you? I was starting to share some of the content around some systems I had created and how we get jobs and my marketing plan and my budget. I was just kind of sharing that out. Uh, and people were coming to me. And so um, after I had a small group of people, I said, all right, I'm going to start charging you guys um, 200 bucks and I will give you a one-hour Zoom call. And uh, at the time, it was blowing my mind. I'd never made money on the internet. I'd never really consulted in like a professional capacity. And uh, what happened, Paul, was every Friday was booked up for me nine hours of Zoom calls. So I was not a very good husband by Friday at 5 p.m. because my emotional energy was drained. You know, I got on a whole bunch of calls, made some good money in a day, but it wasn't sustainable. And so I, I learned, hey... I'm not a huge fan of franchising, but I am a huge fan of helping business owners create their ideal dream lifestyle from their business. So um, I built out Home Service Business Coach through 2020, 
Um, and now, man, we've helped uh, almost 200 entrepreneurs like structure their business and set it up for success, which for me is the biggest flex, man. Because you know enough guys, Paul, in your network, they're busy cutting grass, they're busy washing windows, but are they really making money? They're, they're usually not. So that's where I like to step in and help. When you started taking those uh, coaching calls on Fridays, what was some um, consistent things that guys were asking you? Uh, did you start to notice some trends of, of folks yeah. asking the same questions? Yeah, man. And that was really like the antithesis of why I actually wanted a group program. Cause I would just go call the call, the call, the call, the call. And in five calls, I would talk about 80% of the similar things. So the first one, man, was a budget. We would do a budget deep dive and actually look at your pricing for your services. And I come from the cleaning world and painting world. So I can consult pretty quickly on like, all right, show me what you're bidding for this house. How long does that take? And a lot of times, man, we'd end up rebuilding their price book on that first call. So that was like, first big one is like, what guys are charging Mm -hmm. to a lot of guys, man, at the time were overspending on paid ads and Google PPC and Facebook ads. And, and I've built out this model all around organic marketing in how we can get famous in our neighborhoods and how one job can turn into two to three to four. So I would do a session on that and teach that. And the big one, man, at the time, a lot of owner operators get stuck on the truck around 150 to 200 K maybe a helper. I personally hate that word helper. Um, but you know, they're, they're getting some help from, from their friends, from people in their network, but how do we actually hire that full-time guy or gal that can actually help us perform the services in the field. And how can we actually be okay with them putting the Christmas lights up, cleaning the windows and the owner not being there. So that was another big one, man, was all around hiring processes. What does the job ad look like? What's a position agreement look like? How do we train people? What's a standard operating procedure? It's like all these systems we hear about, I Mm -hmm. I was like teaching that on those calls, but the big ones, man, numbers, lead gen, and then HR practices. That's so good. That, that's very similar to what we see in, in the lawn mowing business. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, spot on. And then I think the building the team, like where, where do you get, it's so hard to, to get someone to want to mow grass, you know, yeah. all spring and summer. I'm, I think painting's kind of therapeutic. You're in the air conditioning. It's probably easier to, to hire someone to paint than, than to be out in the hot uh, whether we have down here in the Atlanta, Georgia area, but what, what's your, um, pulse on, on, you know, getting the actual laborers, whether you're painting a house or cleaning a house. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, it's really good. I mean, what we've seen in guys we've worked with is we try and create a company where it's not so much about doing the thing. Like for my company, we're recruiting for like cleaning gutters. Right. And that's like not glamorous. You're out in the Pacific Northwest. It's cold, it's rainy. And you'd think who would ever want to do that? But we have made it a career for our people. And how we've done that, man, is we pivot it all back to uh, core values. And like, I think it's something business owners don't build out. Like we have five core values for my home service business that we will hire people on. And because I'm very clear, we're actually running a customer service business that happens to perform gutter cleaning. So we don't really gauge on like, have you cleaned gutters before? Have you done like we hire people out of the hospitality industry, restaurants, 
um, who know how to talk to people, retail, and then we train them up and get them going. So for us, man, there's difficulties in hiring for sure. But I think most business owners approach it in a flawed approach, which is this is what you're doing. Go do it and not say like, we're building something super cool here. We do fun social events outside of work. Uh, what are your goals, Paul, so that I can actually help you support those? Like one of our technicians just bought this week his dream dog. And he's like, shout out to Revive helping me be able to do that. And I'm like, that was his thing he wanted to do. And like, we helped him do that through this job. So I think it's about making it more than just cutting grass or doing the actual thing. What are those five core values? Yeah, um, I'll rip them off here. One is service. Um, so, uh, you know, that's really at the root of what we do. Uh, two is excellence. So, you know, our tagline with that is we never settle for a job good enough. Three is generosity. So at my company, we pay 15% above industry average. And we also give 3% of our revenues away to charity. Um, four is ownership. Um, so we never say, Hey, it's not my job. And we also set up our crews as if they run as like mini self-sufficient businesses. And then last is a Japanese word, actually, um, Kaizen, which means continuous improvement. And that came from me working in jobs where bosses did not listen to me because I'm the boss. You do as I say for us, we question all our beliefs, man. We have people come in and say, Hey, I think I have a better process for this. I said, let me hear it. Let's dive in. Let's hear it. So we try listen more than we talk. Uh, and I think that creates a place people want to be part of. So if people embody those five core values, we are dang sure that they're going to stick to us and it's going to be a good fit. If they're not, um, not going to work. And so our interviews, Paul actually ask specific questions to identify does this person have the core value of excellence or do they not? Can you dive a little bit deeper into uh, the uh, a labor feeling like an owner, like you mentioned they have, it's like their company. How do you mm -hmm. set up their pay structure? What did you mean by it's kind of like their mini business within your business? Yeah. Yeah, man. So I really believe in open book management and that's the first thing to talk about, which is, all of our employees can see how much revenue we're doing for this month. Uh, I openly talk about profit margins. And man, we even have an exercise called the 2000 day exercise. We teach this in our program. We sit our technicians down and say, you're doing $2,000 a day putting up Christmas lights. That's not, Dave's not keeping 1900 of that and going and buying a Lamborghini. This is actually where all the money is flowing through and we're left our magic profit margin is like a 20 to 25% net profit. So we tell them, you know, Revive needs to make 500 bucks today, but the 1500, this is where it's all going. And we show them the line items so that they can see. Okay. So that's the first thing is making sure your people know the numbers and they know that you, the owner are not getting filthy rich. Um, I think that's an important part just to throw your cards on the table and say, this is, this is how it is. So that's the first thing too we believe in hybrid based pay. So we do a strong base for all our people and we give everyone some bonus performance based pay. So my two managers right now, they're on a profit share based on what our company makes each month. They will get 10% of those profits that nice. they get to keep. So like not only do they get their salary when our company made 25 K last month, they both got a bonus check for 1250 bucks. Like, 
boom, on the table, here you go. And like, that's where they're like, this is freaking sweet. Our technicians get paid for every single review they get, whether that's Facebook, Yelp, Google, I don't care. Here's the kicker, Paul. If their name gets mentioned, we double that we double that pay. So it moved to 20 bucks now where they get for every single review. Um, so it's about creating some incentives that you can align where the company's going with where people want to go with their personal goals. And the last thing, man, three years ago, we did not have an office. I rented out this like hotel conference room. I brought all my employees there. I ordered pizza and I had a little 10 slideshow PowerPoint. I just said, Hey, in three years, this is where we're going. And I lined out, you know, how many employees we're going to have, how many trucks, this, that, the other thing. And I just rolled it out. And would you know, man, one guy in the back, his name's Steve cleaning windows for me at the time today, three years later, he's my operations manager. He's the one on salary profit share. So he moved from the squeegee to a job site manager. Now he's running my company for operations because I believe because of that meeting and also that I actually paved the path and said, don't really know how we're going to do it, but this is where I see us going in three years. So those would just be a few nuggets, I think, for the listeners to be thinking on. Again, painting, landscaping, Christmas lights, it's not the technical thing that makes you special. It's like, what culture are you building and what career advancement do you provide for your people? Because we just don't see that much turnover, man. My guys have been with me for four or five years. They're loyal. We keep them busy year round. Um, and we've created this like family culture where they can be part of. That's so good. You mentioned at the top of the program systems and, and how when you're coaching somebody, you know, you you instantly recognize we got to get these systems into place. But can you dive deeper into what are those systems uh, in, in, in regards to a lawn care business specifically? But what, yeah. what are those systems that, that should be in place? Say goodbye to disorganized and inefficient business management. Upgrade to Jobber, the field service management software. Streamline every aspect of your business from quoting to invoicing. Impress your customers and increase your productivity. Start your journey to success with Jobber now at getjobber.com forward slash Paul. Again, that's getjobber.com forward slash Paul. Hey guys, Jason Creel here and want to invite you to the fourth annual Lawn Care Life Conference in Springville, Alabama. That's just outside Birmingham, Alabama, near my hometown. We have room for 300 tickets. The early bird ticket pricing is $197, and that includes your meals. We're talking about Friday night, most of the day Saturday. We're going to feed you dinner, breakfast, and lunch. We've got great speakers lined up. I'm going to be there. My friend Paul Jamison's going to be there. Naylor Taliaferro, Jeremiah Jennings, Alan Hain, the Lawn Care Nut, Caleb and Brittany Allman, and my friend Jeremy. Vest. We've got a great lineup, a lot of excitement, and every year that we've done this event, the reviews have been fantastic. So come hang out with us, Springville, Alabama. If you need a ticket and want to register, you need to do so before it sells out because I really think it's going to sell out this year. This is Friday and Saturday, February 23rd and 24th in Springville, Alabama. To get a ticket, go to LawnCareLife.com and click on the link for conference. 
If you want to earn more money in your business, it may be as simple as raising your prices. Braden used our price increase letter, and what happened? Well, we've actually been in business for 32 years now. My dad started it, and then he handed the reins over to me. And in 32 years, he never increased the prices ever. And I knew that we had to make a change, so we actually got your price increase letter, increased the price by 20%, and um, we were doing around a million gross, up that to 1.2, and we had eight cancellations through the entire thing. So we raised our prices through that letter about 200 Say that. Say that one more time. Two hundred thousand dollars that was sitting on the table that we weren't getting access to just through a letter. So it, it helped us out big time. So do you think the price increase letter uh, provided ROI for you? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, beyond is probably the best investment we've made in thirty-two years. <laughs> that is awesome. You can get the price increase letter at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. It's a plug-and-play template. You just put in your information, insert date here, insert name here, and in the most straightforward, concise way, it explains to your customer why you're raising their price it made him 200 grand each year and then you're going to raise the price again next year exactly yeah i think the first thing i mean depending when this goes live like i will generally spend 90 days before my season starts and build out the entire business now that sounds crazy if you don't it's that quote you don't know what you don't know so i'll tell you a couple things um one is i would be getting on google workspace like today and investing 15 17 dollars a month and upgrading your space and i would build out a folder for marketing I would build out a folder for office. I would build out a folder for operations and I'd build out a folder for sales and a last folder for CEO. We color code all those folders. And I did this poll back in 2018. We still have that Google drive today that houses every single system in my company is in one of those five folders. So we've got the budget for the year in the CEO folder. Um, We've got, Oh, Paul, I'm running a landscape business. I'm going to get probably a thousand phone calls this year, especially when it gets busy. What am I saying every time on that phone? That's called an inbound call script. That's an office system. Drop it in the office system. What do I do, Paul, when times get slow? I call my customers. What am I saying on that phone call? Document it. Boom. Outbound call script. Done. What's your marketing? So you you get my point. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of systems that get made in a company that drop into those five folders. Once you've got those five folders built, you can now hire a team member and say, all right, I'm going to hire Josh. Come help me on this job site. And we're going to actually document with pictures how we cut this grass, how we edge out this lawn, how long should it take? What does it cost? And so... These are the things you can bounce between departments and start building it out. Because chances are your listener right now, Paul, has hundreds of systems right here in there. You could show them, what would you charge for this lawn? $45. Okay, how did you get that? Well, we charge X amount per square foot. All right, show me that on Google Street View. Let's measure it out. Let's make a system around it. And last thing I'll say, man, there's a beautiful app called Loom, L-O-O-M. You can actually screen share capture what you're doing. So Paul, I know we both love Jobber. Um, If you're quoting a job and you're going to measure on Google Street View, why don't you just get Loom $10 a month, film your screen, how you quote it, save the video, boom, you've got a process. So for me, man, we have over 2000 pictures in our database. We have all our social media posts saved for the last three years. The captions are written out. 
this thing's set up like a freaking robot so I can go live in Asia for three months and the company can keep running. And that's really why I systematized it so hard was because I wanted to live in Bali for three months and have it run without me. So I did this for three years and built out every part of the business. So okay. I'm a bit, bit of a nerd, but that's a few things that the listeners can chew on. That's good. You mentioned Jobber. I'm curious your experience out there in Las Vegas and that dope podcast studio. Yeah, man, that was a, a blast. Um, we filmed a few episodes. It's too bad we didn't get to actually meet there. But um, yeah, that that Blue Wire studio is the the nicest podcast studio I've I've ever stepped foot in. So that that was an experience, man. And then you get in the back room and you see that, you know, Michael Phelps was uh, sitting on the same chair that I was and whoever else famous. I know you had a story too. It's amazing. Yeah. You were in that middle seat yep. on, on today's show. Well, for y'all listening, we're recording this um, the day that your episode dropped with Adam and Chase. You guys <laughs> talked about uh, what do you do in the off season? What do you do uh, in the winter? And I listened to it this morning while I was making breakfast. It was, it was really good. Uh, but this podcast studio was absolutely world-class. I mean, it is so nice. I, I, I was shocked when I was there. I was like, this is crazy. Was, I was like a kid in a candy store. It was awesome. Oh, I, was, I, I was blown away, man. I'd, I would love to uh, go back if there's ever another season because that was like a lifetime bucket list for sure. Yeah, that was my first time to Vegas. What about you? I had been there twice before. So, you know, back with my painting franchise, it, it certainly wasn't all bad. And it was a good franchise to work for just the royalty fees, but they would do a, a company trip to Vegas if you hit, you know, X amount in sales. So we had a couple, you know, weekends we would go there and, and, uh, you know, have a good time. So that, yeah, I'd been there like twice before. Okay. And then yeah. I wanted to ask you about Mike McCallowitz. I was scrolling through your um, Instagram this morning and I saw you got to chat with him. Uh, tell us about that story and, and, and what you learned uh, talking with him. Uh, his books have really helped me. So I'm just curious what it was like to get to meet him. Yeah, man, it was great. Um, yeah, Mike is awesome. I've read uh, his favorite books of mine is The Pumpkin Plan, um, mm -hmm. Clockwork, but he's most famously known for his book Profit First. So mm -hmm. if you've ever heard, I'm sure on Paul's podcast, guys, um, Paul mentioned knowing your numbers. You got to know your numbers. Profit First is a great entry starter book to learn your numbers that when, like I said, when $2,000 comes in your company, that doesn't mean you made all 2000. Um, Mike talks about different buckets that he has where we can move that 2000 through and actually make sure you're making money. Cause I've coached enough people now to see, they think revenue, more revenue fixes all problems. And like, honestly, man, if you're not making money at hundred K do not add that other truck and go to 200, 500. When I started this business, 89 grand, we made like 40 K on that. And I said, cool. Let's grow that. And we went to 155 and then I made 60 grand on that. And then we grew it from there, from there. So, um, but Mike was great because um, I'd, I'd read his books and, um, you know, I interviewed him all around why do home service business owners not make money? And he shared a few key tips of like, hey, Dave, like your listeners could look at doing this and doing this to actually stand out in their marketplace. And, and the one thing I will say with that is if you look at lawn care, Paul, it's a very commoditized industry, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're joking when you were on my show, like, you know, you lose a contract over 50 cents or a buck a cut. Um, the reality is you've got to figure out 
how to differentiate yourself so that you can actually charge more of a premium price. And, and it is completely possible because you may think 40 or $50 a cuts the max your market can charge. I can promise you there's people getting 90, 100, 120 bucks a cut right under your nose. And mm-hmm. it's because you don't know what you don't know. That's, that's very true in Atlanta. You're, you're spot on with that. In regards to your coaching, are you taking on current clients? If any of my listeners want to want to connect with you and and learn from you, uh, walk us through your availability and, and and the framework for all of that. Yeah, man, for sure. It's a it's a group coaching program. Um, but um, yeah, it, it, we don't coach technically. You know how to wash a window, how to cut grass, how to maintain your equipment. But what we do teach over our nine month program is actually how to really transition from being that technician on the tools to actually being a CEO business owner. So our initial programs, nine months, um, we do selectively open the doors at certain times of the year. So depending when this goes out, um, the listeners could see, but I would just head to my site uh, is homeservicebusinesscoach.com. We've got our program up there. You can read about it. Um, you can chat to us for more information. It's certainly not a program for everybody because um, you know it's not a not a cheap digital course. It's actually a full on deep dive. If you're like, I want to build this thing um, to really create some some wealth. And the biggest thing, Paul, I think to leave the listeners with is like really do some thinking this next off season of like what do you actually want from your business? And I found this in my journey too, Paul, like we get so busy painting houses or, or, you know, washing roofs or cleaning gutters that we just stay so busy. And we look at our P and L at the end of the year, we're like, how did I do 150 grand? And I only made $9,000. Like, how did that happen? And I think we get away from like, why did you start this business in the first place? So good. Well, is there anything we're leaving out here that you want to address? Man, I think the biggest thing for me would be owners reflecting on what they want. And I'll just leave it with what what I wanted to inspire the listeners. One was I wanted full time freedom of my time. I had worked jobs before that I didn't have time flexibility. So that's a huge one, right? Two is above average income. That was a big one for me. In, in where I'm here in Canada, you know, a basic job, I could have got out of college, I could have made 50k. And I had a job offer. And I said, No, I want to bet on myself as the entrepreneur okay. to really make above what I feel that I could do. And I personally love man, the fact that nothing's guaranteed. And I have to go and almost put myself on performance pay as an entrepreneur, like how good your business is will dictate your income. That was exciting for me. And the last thing man was, this was like my BHAG, Paul, but like, could I set this business up to run without me? That was like the biggest thing I wanted to figure out. And I, I read a book called The E-Myth Revisited. Mm-hmm. That's been game changer. If you listen to Paul's show and you've not read The E-Myth, go buy it right now on Amazon because that's where I learned, Paul. Technicians get you up to about hundred grand. A manager, you're going to need around four or 500K and an entrepreneur actually builds the business with technicians, with managers, and that's where the thing can scale up. So I've read that book now 13 times. Wow. Program my mind is Deva Tech, a manager, an entrepreneur. All are equally as valuable to a business. The problem is landscapers of, of their 50 hour work week, Paul, 
they probably only spend two of those 50 hours in entrepreneur land because 48 go to fighting fires from technicians and managers. That doesn't grow the business. You got to move the two hours, crank it up. We try to get our guys to do five hours of devoted CEO time a week. I don't need 40. It's not realistic. Give me five and we'll work together to systematize it. So like tune in that entrepreneur brain. So good. Well, it's uh, been a blessing being on your show, uh, having you on on my show, and and perhaps we'll get to meet in person one day at at the Blue Wire Studios or, or wherever yeah. uh, our cross uh, our paths cross. But uh, once again, let people know how they can connect with your coaching program and follow you on the social media. Yeah, thanks, man. Anything, guys. Home service business coach. I'm pretty active on Instagram, or just head over to homeservicebusinesscoach.com. You can uh, learn all about us. So, um, thanks for having me on, Paul. I hope there is at least one gold nugget for the listeners, and uh, look forward to shaking your hand one day, my man. Absolutely. Guys, I hope you found value from that conversation with Dave. Iron sharpens iron, and I love hanging out with other entrepreneurs and small business owners. And that's what we're going to be doing in Sweet Home, Alabama, Springville, Alabama, to be specific, uh, February 23rd and 24th for the Lawn Care Life Conference, baby. Your boy Jason Creole is uh, hosting this for the fourth year, and uh, he invited back keynote speaker Alan Hain, the Lawn Care Nut from Florida. Uh, Alan's going to come up and uh, be sharing his thoughts on the latest and greatest going on in the lawn care industry. Alan is a nerd when it comes to blades of grass and lawnmowers and all that stuff. He is an absolute expert on turf uh, and all things turf management. Caleb's going to be there uh, with his wife, Brittany Almond uh, from Almond. Uh, they're going to uh, Almond headquarters. What is it? Almond Landscape LLC up there in Fairfield County, Ohio. I'm sure they're going to be loving the warmer weather. Uh, in Alabama, late February in Alabama is uh, very mild compared to the Buckeye State. I uh, have the experiences in both climates. And uh, Naylor's coming down from from uh, Midlothian, Virginia. Uh, YouTube expert Jeremy Vest is going to be there. Of course, Jeremiah Jennings lives in Alabama, and uh, he's going to be hanging around. We're going to be doing some uh, uh, podcasting and, and uh, uh, panelist Q&As uh, that uh, Jeremiah will be helping out with uh, just learning uh, from uh, Alan Hain and Naylor and Caleb and Brittany and Jeremy. And then, uh, of course, Jason. And then, um, you know, you guys can ask them whatever questions you want. This, this is going to be a great time. Uh, we'll have a Friday night kickoff session, uh, Friday night with dinner, uh, and then, uh, some speaking there on Friday night. Um, we'll have all inclusive dining throughout this, uh, wonderful event. So the meal Friday night, uh, breakfast, lunch, uh, snacks on Saturday, that is all included, um, we're going to have a bunch of equipment there for you on a hundred acres, uh, to test out and drive as well. And then we'll have, uh, speeches from Naylor and Alan and Jeremy and, and Jason and, 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 uh, Caleb and Brittany and, uh, Jeremiah and myself will be helping out with some, some podcasting and panelist, uh, Q and A's and things of that nature. So it's going to be an absolute great time. Uh, John French came down from Indiana, uh, last event. And he said, uh, about the lawn care life conference, I've been to the first two of them. Super informative. Jason and his family put on a first class event. I will definitely be there again. Timing for me is perfect. So looking forward to John French coming back. Tim, good old Tim from Georgia said, I went to the the past lawn care life conferences and it's worth it. There's a lot to be learned and networking uh, with this conference is great. So I went uh, as an attendee. 
to the last one. It was absolutely superb, fantastic, a 10 out of 10. And I'm super pumped up to be back in Sweet Home, Alabama, uh, February 23rd and 24th. In regards to reserving your seat, we only have room for 300 at this year's event. And so if you're planning on attending, make sure you get your tickets today because once this sells out, uh, then the um, tickets are all gone. And and uh, we can't uh, tear down a wall and make more space or anything. The The room is limited um, to, to the first 300 to register. So we'd love to have you with us in Alabama. Uh, registration link is in today's show notes. Um, so check that out. All right. Well, thanks for listening to today's episode and hope to catch you on the next episode. Hey, it's Paul. Is it time to elevate your lawn care business with Jobber? As a field service management software, Jobber has been a game changer for me since 2019, streamlining everything from quotes to payments and making customer communication a breeze. Tap the link in our show notes and see why over 200,000 home service pros trust Jobber to grow their business. Click the link in today's show notes or visit getjobber.com forward slash Paul to learn more. Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.